It's time for part two of this heavily requested topic around mentorship. How do you find a good mentor? We talked on episode 198, that was the previous episode, about how to woo a good mentor and really how to prepare yourself to be a good mentee, someone who can attract people who are going to be the right fit in mentorship. It's a harder process than you think. And not every situation is the same. So we discussed in episode 198 the different options. Is it a paid opportunity? Is it a true old school mentorship opportunity where there's not payment and what's the difference and how do you pursue them? What specifically to look out for in a mentor? What specifically you need to do to ready yourself to be prepped for good mentorship. And today we are talking about now, assuming that you find your mentor, what you can do to best leverage that relationship so that it's ultimately one of the most powerful needle moving things that you ever do in your business. So we are going to break this down in part two. Last week, I talked about my $50,000 mistake that I don't want you to make. And today we're talking about how to leverage mentorship for the most growth you've ever seen in your business. Okay, let's jump to it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. This is a topic that's super near and dear to my heart because mentorship is, I would say, probably the biggest factor in my personal and business development over the last 12 years. I've been blessed to have good people in my corner. I have been blessed to experience and kiss the frogs of the wrong mentors so that I could learn who I wanted to become and who I wanted to follow and work with. And none of us are self-made. The good people we've had in our lives make an impact in some capacity, and the people that weren't the best examples make that impact too. But now we're seeking out tremendous mentorship. We're seeking out the people that we admire and we look at all categories of their lives and we say, yeah, we would be happy living that life, right? We would be happy pursuing that dream the way that they're pursuing it. Remember, I say all the time, how you build a thing is as important as the thing you build, meaning if you have a mentor that did the thing that you wanna do, but they steamrolled their life in the process to get there, not a good mentor for you, right? Unless they're remorseful of that, unless they see the wisdom in that, unless they can help you avoid that mistake, It's not to say you judge their every choice that they made in the past, but if that's how they're still living in 
the moment right now, they're probably not the right fit. So assuming you find the right fit, you find the person that's aligned with your values, maybe leads a similar life or has experienced similar things that you're navigating, right? I talk about that idea of, you know, you don't want to hire the 22-year-old influencer or YouTuber to teach you, the 40-year-old with five kids, how to grow and scale, uh, you know, a storefront business. It just, it's not aligned. They're not going to fully understand the life you are navigating. So once you find this person, now what do you do to maximize this incredibly powerful relationship? How do you make it a powerful relationship? Well, the first thing I want to remind you is it's on you. I talked about in episode 198, the idea of always pay for lunch. And this is a concept I thankfully earned, learned early on in my career and in having mentors. And it was this idea, and this is this is something a lot of people have backwards. They think, okay, if I'm paying this person and I'm handsomely paying this person, they owe me. Er, false. You want to come in with the mindset as an entrepreneur with the leadership um, muscles being flexed in thinking, man, I am blessed to be in the space and in proximity of this person who I admire and I want to learn from. I am going to make this relationship as seamless as possible for them. And the idea of always pay for lunch started with literally always paying for lunch. I had a mentor who told me, We sat down for lunch once and he was kind of joking and he was saying, I'm going to teach you a lesson that has transformed my life. Anytime I would go out to eat with one of my mentors, I had the mentality of no matter how much money that person's making, right? He's like, I had this one mentor once. He was, you know, an eight figure earner and I had just filed bankruptcy. So we were drastically different places financially. But I knew going into that lunch that I was going to pay for lunch because I always want to show that gratitude for the person that I'm seeking to learn from. I want to lean into that relationship and I want to show my appreciation. So once you make the choice to pay, like let's say your your mentorship is a, a paid opportunity, you've purchased something, you have a contract that you know, you're fulfilling on financially, I want you to realize, okay, I've made that decision. I'm putting it aside now. I'm not going to let every time my credit card is, you know, pinged with that payment or I think about the deficit in my bank account to then have this idea or this mentality of like, well, they better deliver. And you're always hyper analyzing that relationship. Instead, a leader makes the decision and and leans into that decision and they don't go backwards. So stop going backwards. Stop looking at the investment you're making. You've chosen to make it hopefully strategically and wisely. And now the mentality is how can I best leverage this? So the first thing is always pay for lunch. But that's not always about sitting across the table sharing a meal. We don't always have that luxury of being in person. It applies to all the things, right? It's just about having that posture of gratitude and humility with the mentors that you're you have the opportunity to work with. The next thing I would say is you want to really flex to them. So in a few minutes, I'm going to talk more about like the specific things you're doing to leverage the the meetings or the conversations you're having. But first, I want to talk about that posture and that identity you take on as a mentee, flexing to them, right? There are certain personality types that dig their heels in whenever they're told to do something. The reason I can speak so confidently to this is I may or may not be one of those personality types. In the early years, When I had, I think it might have been my first mentor. I feel like I got kicked in the pants pretty early, which was painful at the time, but really it it was one of the best things that could have happened to me. I remember that he would throw out some times that worked for him 
And if it didn't work perfectly for me or it wasn't an ideal time for me, I was I would push back. What I've learned since then is assuming that I'm not like neglecting my children to do it or something that really doesn't work, I have a really important meeting, that I bend and flex to my mentors, right? I do what I can to show up in their spaces when it's convenient for them. So that's, that's again, that's that posture of gratitude and that's that opportunity to say, I'm really thankful for this relationship and I'm here to learn and I'm here to make it as easy and as seamless as possible for you to want to help me. Usually when you bring on a mentor, if it's a good mentor, they have a pretty full life, right? Like they've built something significant. They're managing that thing. They're leading that thing. They have a family, whatever it might be. Probably even more so than you. So if you can do whatever you can to make that relationship so easy to continue, especially in unpaid mentorships, like I'm in right now, it is one of the best possible things you can do to create a glue between you and your mentor. And then finally, add value where you can, right? If you see an opportunity to serve this mentor, now I'm not saying go offer unsolicited advice, right? I'm not saying any chance you get, try and make yourself look like a know-it-all and throw things at them. But if you see a need and you have that kind of relationship that you've built and that rapport that you've built, fill the need, right? Add value selflessly. And that too will you know, build a level of reciprocity with your mentor that they're going to want to go above and beyond for you. They're going to be invested in you. My mentor, John Maxwell, has a book called Great Leaders Ask Great Questions. And I think that's the key to mentorship is really figuring out and identifying what are the questions that I should be asking so that every time I have an interaction with my mentor, I'm gleaning wisdom and insight, right? I'm not asking vapid surface level questions that I could do the research and figure out myself. I think that's a huge mistake in the world of business mentorship is people will treat each, let's say they have a call with their mentor once a month, twice a month, something like that. They will treat each call as an opportunity to use their mentor as Google instead of seeing that they could go Google or buy a low ticket course or learn that thing on their own and instead leverage that time with that mentor to ask the questions of depth. And the success and growth of your business is directly correlated to the quality of questions you're asking as the leader of that business. I'll say it again, okay? The success of your business is directly correlated to the quality of questions that you're asking as the leader of that business. So are you going into every interaction prepared to ask questions of depth or are you leveraging that short window of time that you have with someone you respect and you admire to pepper them with menial questions that you could have looked up on the internet for free? Go in ready to talk about the purposeful things to gain the valuable insights. So there are different categories that you might want to consider, right? You want to you might want to talk to them about the professional growth. And you hire a mentor in business, you want to know the business secrets that you don't yet know that they do. And I think that's great. You can ask the questions related to career development and industry insights and strategies for growth, and that's fine. But what I will say is, again, sometimes the business insights are not the only insights. They're the low-hanging fruit and they feel the best. When you get on a call with a business mentor and they know some marketing strategy that you can ask them about and take and apply to your business, it's almost like they gave you a fish and it fed you for a day. But if you can go to that mentor and you can understand how they think, 
to come up with such innovative marketing strategies that their, their well never runs dry, right? They taught you how to fish and they fed you for a lifetime. So can you start to peel back the layers to ensure that you're asking the questions that are going to feed you for a lifetime? Same with personal development. You can ask them questions about mindset and leadership and how they approach things or how they think differently. How do they manage family and business? Like get insights into how these people actually think because I assure you, if this is a good mentor, if they're leading an incredible life that you admire in many areas of that life, they know things you don't yet know. And many of them are not the tangible things. It's not in the tangible strategies as much as it is the way they've trained their brain to think differently. How they think of a problem versus how you think of a problem and compare the two. You can talk to them about their challenges and their mistakes right? Find out what they did differently. Find out the lessons that they learned from them because what's so cool and what you're paying for, you're not just paying for strategies and systems and lessons like that. You're paying to hopefully bypass some of the struggles that they faced because they're willing to share that wisdom with you. That you're also paying for how to think about things differently so that when you encounter challenges, you understand that there's a way an amateur approaches that challenge and there's a way a leader approaches that challenge because your mentor has told you about it. It's also huge for networking opportunities. When you have those conversations and those precious moments with your mentor, seek that advice on how to expand your professional network. But don't go in assuming that they're going to create that network for you. That's another really frustrating thing in the world of mentorship where you start working with someone and you can very quickly tell that they're there to use you for your network. They're there to, with the hopes that you're going to help them bypass the hard part of actually nurturing and building the relationships that you work so hard to build for so long. So you can learn about networking and creating opportunities. You can... You can learn about the different circles you should explore and be in, and maybe you'll get connections out of that, but you'll get connections out of that because you're so freaking awesome and so good and being the best mentee that they want to facilitate those relationships versus you saying, hey, I saw you know so-and-so. Will you put me in touch? I want to get on their podcast. That's annoying. That's trying to take a shortcut versus building and nurturing relationships and learning how. Again, give you a fish feed you for a day, teach you to fish, feed you for a lifetime. We want these mentorships to feed you for a lifetime. A couple of questions that I always thought were really powerful that John Maxwell told me that he would ask his mentors, like he'd sit down across the table from John Wooden and all these incredible people, and he would ask them about the most important lessons they've learned. He would ask them, what have you experienced that I need to experience, right? Like what have you explored or innovated in or done that has taught you something good or bad that I need to go out and experience in order to experience the growth that I'm seeking, right? Like what should I be consuming or reading right now? What are book recommendations that you have for me? Things like that. A question I like to ask is if you were in my position right now, what would you do next? What would be the next thing that you would do? Another question I like to ask is, if you were to start over, what would you have done differently? Because that really shines a light on the most important things, 
right? The things they think are most critical. So what are some best practices when it comes to being mentored, right? Because that's the part you have control over. Active listening. What do I mean by active listening? This is such a critical piece of mentorship meetings. Yes, you're going to want to take notes, right? But you don't want to be a passive note taker. When you pay someone just to lecture at you, you walk out with a, a, a bunch of thoughts and ideas and things to check off a list, but you didn't get the wisdom of it. Because when you're actively listening, you're asking questions, right? You're presenting thoughts that come to mind saying, okay, is this, hold on, is this what you mean by this? Like, I would do it like this. Is this what you're talking about? And then they have the opportunity to go a level deeper and say, actually, no, this is what I meant. So you're not just walking away with static notes. You're walking away with real depth and specificity to your life and what you're navigating. The other thing is setting goals around this mentorship, okay, both for the relationship and how you want to show up for the relationship, but also goals for what you will do throughout that duration, right? So if you have, here's an example, if you have a goal of, let's say you have a call every week with your mentor, which is unusual, but let's say you're blessed to have a call every week. One of your goals can be, I always apply what they've taught me and what they've asked of me, the homework, whatever I'm walking away with, by at least 48 hours prior to the next call. So you can weave that into your schedule. So you set the goals around the relationship specifically. It might be, I am. I wanna ask at least three rock solid questions every time I have an opportunity to speak to them. The other thing is feedback. Um, seek feedback. This is a super uncomfortable one, especially for people who have found success. Sometimes people don't want to step into mentorship with someone because they really struggle with getting feedback. They think they're really good at something and they play the yeah, but, or I already know. Don't be a yeah, but, don't be an I already know because you will not get an ROI on this relationship. I'm telling you right now, I have had people pay me $50,000 for a six-month mentorship with me And every call, it was almost like autopilot. I don't even think they were aware. Okay, I know, but, or I already did that. Okay, I already know that. I had to have a very difficult conversation with that person and say, okay, are you aware that every time I bring something to the table, you say, I know, but. But if I were to say, okay, but have you done it? The answer would be no. Take on that posture of humility and listen. Just because you've heard something before doesn't mean you've applied it in your life in a way that it's serving you and you have someone there ready to help you do that. Be open to feedback. Don't be afraid to show them that sales sequence you're working on or that book that you're writing or whatever it might be because you're like, I don't, I like how I did it. I don't really want them to tell me that I have to fix something. Receive the feedback. Receive the feedback. It's the most valuable thing you're going to get. And then always respect their time. If the meeting is one hour, 59 minutes, that call's ending. If they want to continue past that hour and they specify that, fine. Don't be the one to try and squeeze out extra time. Respect time. Be punctual. On time for the meet. And like on time means you're on the Zoom waiting for them. You're at the coffee shop waiting for them. You're in their office waiting for them. Respect your mentor's time. Those are best practices. So here are some mistakes to avoid is... Probably the biggest one, lack of preparation. 
don't spend like 20 minutes before your call thinking like, oh, crap, what should I ask? And then wonder why you don't have a massive transformation come the end of this experience. Not prepping for mentorship meetings or asking vague general questions is a waste of your time and money. It's not going to create the result that you're seeking. So come prepared. Build into your schedule each week time to do the things that your mentor is teaching you to do. Time to think about, contemplate, reflect on the questions, the answers you've received, and and really think and contemplate on the questions you want to ask and what you want to learn from your mentor. Build in time for it. If you don't build in time for it, you won't do it. And then 20 minutes before the call, you're frantically like jotting random things in a notebook. Come prepared. Another one that only hurts you is not applying the advice. Not applying the advice. If you come on these mentor into these mentorship meetings and then either you ask the same questions again because you didn't do the work or if your mentor were say like, okay, where are you at? Did you apply what we talked about last week? And the answer is, oh, I didn't have time or no. One of the main priorities when you're in a season of mentorship is building in blocks of time into your schedule where you do the crap that you say you're going to do. Have some accountability. And it is not your mentor's job to check in and make sure you did it. They are not your teacher, like your third grade teacher. They are not your mommy. You are a sovereign adult who has invested either time or time and money in this relationship, and it is up to you to determine whether or not you leverage it. Another thing that I see as a a big mistake is over-dependency. This is not now your personal, like, Google machine decision maker. If you find that you are leaning too heavily, I've done this before, so I can speak to this one really well because this was a massive mistake I made. I had such a codependency on one of my mentors that I started to lose my leadership skills in my team because I started and my team felt it they actually I was really grateful one of my team members called me out on it and she said I feel like you don't make a decision without going to your mentor first I want to know what you think so you have to keep that that autonomy from your mentor mentally and know that they're going to give advice they're going to give wisdom but you still have to make the decisions you have to still take the initiative you have to take that independent action and not become codependent on their guidance. Like if they, if that relationship stopped tomorrow, you should still be able to take all the wonderful knowledge and wisdom that you got from it and have grown from it, not be shrink smaller because of it. And then ignoring feedback, right? So we talked about being willing to receive feedback. We talked about applying advice, but ignoring feedback and then wondering why something's not working. So when you disregard constructive criticism or feedback or become defensive when receiving it, it's a waste of your time, a waste of their time. And you're ultimately not going to get the results you want, which is just not what you ultimately want. So some of the impacts that can come from having strong mentorship are just beyond anything you could imagine. Sometimes when we're in these relationships, we don't realize the true impact of them. We, we try to measure things in a very, I don't know, like by metrics, right? Like I have this many calls and I get to ask this many questions and I learn this many things. But if you're in a good relationship and good mentorship, you can actually see growth beyond the experience itself. 
Like you actually should start to transform by being in proximity to this person. And if you're not, either you're not leveraging that relationship or you don't have the right mentor. This is one of the key things that I work with my clients in my mastermind, which is one of the primary ways I mentor people. And also in the few one-on-one or high-level clients that I take on throughout the year is ensuring and having checkpoints and KPIs to ensure that we're like measuring that growth outside of the normal stuff. If you're joining this uh, mentorship with the hope of like getting more Instagram followers, like your mind is so far in the gutter and influenced by the mainstream of entrepreneurship that you're, you're missing the point. You're missing the opportunity. You have a chance to develop your character. You have a chance to transform the way you think. You have a chance to lead differently, make decisions differently. And all of those things together will, again, feed you for a lifetime. Stop seeking the fish. Start seeking how to fish. Like this is the difference between leveraging mentorship and not having it be transformative for your life and having it fall totally flat so some questions that have led to significant mentorship insights for me that I wanted to pass along were one was um what were the key turning points in your career right like what were the things that shifted or were positive turning points in your career and why and what did you learn from those things like what pieces of wisdom can I take as though I experienced it And how do you handle the intricacies and the challenge of raising a family and growing a business? Are there strategies that have helped you maintain both worlds? Are there seasons that you honor? Are there certain ways of thinking, right? Like, how do you handle that? Because that's a key one for me and and likely it's a big one for you. And I want to know too, it helps me so much to know challenges other people faced and they still came out the other side stronger and better. So I want to hear, like, what were some challenges you faced? How did you overcome it? Right? What did you do? What did you think? Who did you talk to? How did you handle it? And then I want, I want to know, because this is an area I want to get better at, but like, how do you approach networking? How do you approach relationship building? Because you might get some really powerful insights that you just weren't thinking about. Oh, I always handwrite a letter or I always use Friday afternoons to just call people and connect or I send so-and-so flowers twice a month. Like find out what they're doing to build relationship because again, you're never self-made and relationship is one of the most powerful things that you could ever do for your own personal growth and your business growth. So those are some key questions that I've asked that have been really transformative and, I, and I've taken that advice from the answers that I get from those questions. Listen, mentorship is for everybody. It's just a matter of who and the structure. So if you haven't yet listened to episode 198, go tune in because we we talk about how to find and woo the right mentor and the right structure. And then my next best tip is if you're seeking mentorship, do your due diligence. And if you're already in mentorship, you have a chance to onboard yourself into this process. Listen to it again and take notes if you have to. Take down the things, the questions, the things that you can do to better leverage that relationship you have. And if you're seeking mentorship, we have our mastermind. If you go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator. And we also have some one-on-one opportunities. So if you go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash learn, you can learn more about the different ways we at our team can support you. Thank you for tuning in. If this spoke to you, go share it. Go share it with your mentor, right? Like thank them. Say, oh my gosh, I expect these questions to come your way. Thank you for being in my life. Take on that posture of gratitude. 
And if you're willing, I'd be so grateful if you'd go leave a review. We're always so thankful for them and we read every one. Okay, talk to you next week. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.